0: Thanks for listening to Faith Assembly podcast. Join us Sunday mornings at the Somerville campus at nine or eleven a.m., and at the North Charleston campus at ten forty-five a.m. Thank you. We hope God richly blesses you through listening. Luke five and verse number one. And so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. And then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and he talked to multitudes from the boats. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. And let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And when they came and filled the boats so that they began to sink, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down on his knees and says, depart from me for I am a sinful man. O Lord, for he who were all were with him were astonished at the catch of fish, which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee who were partners with Simon And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Then, when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Father, today as we open up your words, I pray there will be a deep stirring in our hearts and our lives. That you will challenge us to launch out. Challenge us in our own personal walk with you to go deeper than ever before. Challenge us in our missions to go where the fish are and bring them in. God, I pray you'll challenge this church in a new way today. I thank you for your word. Your word is truth. And we give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. You look great today. God bless you all. Luke is the writer who gives exclusive coverage of this story. No one else has this story but but Luke. And so we turn to his gospel in the fifth chapter today. And actually, when you look at the call of the disciples, this is the second call of God to Peter and the other disciples. He'd already called them once before. And you go to John chapter 1 and verse 42, and he says, You are Simon, the son of Jonah, and you shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. Thus, from now on, Peter, Simon Peter, will be known as Rocky, the stone. And for these next... Eight weeks or so, we're going to be looking at the life of Peter. We're going to be looking at Rocky. We're going to be looking at all of his exploits and what he did. And so he is called by God. Andrew, his brother, brings him to Jesus Christ and says, Come and meet this guy, and uh, you got to get to know him. And they meet, and they have this encounter. But for some reason, after they traveled a little while with Jesus around the Sea of Galilee, Peter, James, and John, and Andrew return to their fishing boats. They go back fishing. And the Bible says they've been out all night long fishing and, they've been, and they haven't caught a thing and so they return to their fishing business. Now I want you, if you would, in your minds, go, to, if you would, to this beautiful sea of Galilee. It's called Lake Gennesaret. It's also at other times called the Sea of Tiberius. And, and there's now two fishing boats and they've been drawn up to the land, to the shore. There's no fish laying around. There's no fish merchants because they've been shut out. Their their sails are all folded up. And you got a couple of fishermen walking around their nets, trying to mend their nets and clean them out and get all the junk out of their nets. And they're doing their thing. and, and, And Jesus comes along. And by this time, wherever Jesus Christ comes, the crowd follows. And the crowd is so pressing into Jesus on the seashore that the Bible says that he jumps into Peter's boat. And he's going to use that as a platform to preach. And so you have this natural amphitheater. You have the beautiful Sea of Galilee. I've had the privilege of going over top of that sea a couple of different times on a boat. And it's a neat, neat experience. a beautiful body of water. So you have Jesus, the boat's just slightly off the shore out into the water and he's elevated because now he's on a boat and you've got the the sea behind him and you've got the wind behind him and so it acts as a natural amphitheater so that anybody can hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ sat down to teach. And a hush kind of follows all over the crowd because what happens is when the rabbi would sit down, it was the sign that it's time for him to teach and everybody gets quiet. And they love the teachings of Jesus Christ. They were always so colorful and uh, so descriptive and he taught in stories and he was just an incredible, great communicator. The Bible says he taught with one having authority. And Peter's minding his own business. He's taking care of his nets, but with one ear, he's listening to what Jesus Christ has to say. But now the time comes, and Jesus Christ is going to call Peter to a deeper level of commitment. I want you to take a look at the video screen.
1: Uh, well, well, well. How are you? How George are you? Take a chair, please. Thanks.
2: Mr. Balboa. I'll call
1: me Rocky. Rocky. Tell me, Rocky, you've got any representation? You have a
2: manager? Uh, no, just me. Hmm.
1: Well, Rocky, I've got a proposition I'd like to
2: make. you am mm-hmm. uh, a sparring. Beg your pardon? Well, I just did. I know you're looking for sparring partners, and I just want to say I'm very available, you know.
1: I'm sure
2: you are. Absolutely. Uh Sparring with the chairman would be an honor, and you know what, Mr. Jukic... What? I wouldn't take no cheap shots. He's a really be a good spawn partner, you know.
1: You don't understand me, Rocky. My proposition's this. Would you be interested in fighting Apollo Creed for the World Heavyweight Championship? No. Listen, Rocky. Apollo's seen you fight. He likes you. He wants to fight you.
2: Well, it's just that you see I fight in clubs, you know. I'm really a ham and egg. This guy, he's the best, and uh, it wouldn't be such a good fight. Thank you very much, you know. I
1: appreciate it. Rocky, do you believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. Apollo Creed does, and he's going to prove it to the whole world by giving an unknown a shot at the title. And that unknown is you. He picked you, Rocky. Rocky, it's the chance of a lifetime. You can't pass it by. What do you say?
0: There comes a time when we uh, quit sparring and we get into the ring and we get into the championship fight and we go into spiritual warfare. Peter goes back to his fishing boats. He's out fishing all night long. He's, he's going to go back to what he knows to do his very best. But, but Jesus is going to take this opportunity and challenge him to a deeper level of commitment. And the analogy of what Christ wants Peter to do in the natural and launch out into the deep, uh, I becomes an analogy of what Jesus Christ wants every one of us to do uh, and ultimately Peter to do. Uh, There comes a time when our life has to have more meaning uh, and more purpose uh, than just catching fish, uh, than just working a 40-hour job every week, uh, than just going through the same old, same old. uh, There comes a time when God speaks into our hearts and our lives and he says, now launch out into the deep time to go deeper but often when that call comes to launch out to go deeper the first thing we start to do is make excuses we got a lot of reasons why we can't do it you got the wrong guy here god surely you're not talking to me and we make these excuses one right after the other Uh, one excuse that that peter has is uh it contradicted all of his experiences Everything he had known up to this point. You know, Simon Peter, he's the expert fisherman. Jesus is a carpenter. And I can just see Peter thinking hey, Jesus, you stick to carpentry, I'll stick to fishing. I know where the fish are at. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I was raised on the Sea of Galilee. I know these waters. Uh, I understand the fish. Uh, I know their habits. Uh, I know where the spawning beds are. Uh, I, I uh, know where their feeding places are. I know all this kind of things. Uh, and by the way, the, the best thing Fishing on the Sea of Galilee, it's always at night. Everybody knows that. And it's always up close to the shore where the fish are hanging out. That's where the fish are at. Uh, I can't see how your plan's going to work. Launch out into the deep, in the heat of the day. There's no fish out there. But Jesus is asking Peter to take him at his word, to have faith. To have faith. And even though he had failed last night miserably, uh, Jesus is saying, try again, don't give up one more time. And and this lesson that Peter is about to learn is going to be an important lesson that he's going to need later in life uh, because once you fail and once you stumble and once you fall, don't give up and don't quit and never ever stop. He says, well, the... Uh, my experience says it's not the time to catch fish. And then, then his other excuse in verse five is we're wore out. Listen, I'm tired. I'm doing all the work around here. I threw that net again and again and again. My muscles ache. Uh, I haven't slept all night long. Uh, the fish aren't biting. Uh, the circumstances are clear. The past evening is indication that future fishing is going to be fruitless today. They're just not out there, Lord. Listen, you can't allow circumstances to dictate your level of obedience. When Christ says go, we don't look at the circumstances and the winds and what's going on around us. We go. Have you given your best effort? And you try it as hard as you can, and you work on your own strength and your own energy, and you keep coming up empty again and again and again, and you you throw the net and you cast the net and you're tired uh, and you fail all over again uh, and you begin to think there's no souls out here. This is a burned out area. It's impossible. These guys uh, were once in church and now they're lost and now they're out on their own and there's no hope for them and, and I'm giving up. They've tried it before. And, and you begin to think, God doesn't understand my circumstances. God doesn't understand my situation. And from a human perspective, in the natural, it may look hopeless. But I want to tell you, God looks deep beneath the waters. Uh, and so he sees all the fish uh, that you don't see on the surface. Uh, but down deep, uh, launch out into the deep, there's plenty of fish out there. I, I think the third thing, I think that maybe the greatest obstacle for any one of us, and I'm sure it was for Simon as well, is, is fear. In fact, in verse number 10, he says, do not be afraid. I, I, I think it's fear. I think it's fear of, of being inadequate, fear that I can't do it. I don't have the stuff, and there's no way that God can use me. And, and, so, and there's that fear of failure. What if I try? What if I try again? What if I open up my mouth? What if I make a fool of myself? Uh, I'll just fail. I'll just stumble all over my words. And, and that fear of failure holds us back. What is that fear in your life that keeps you from doing and giving God your all? Take a look.
1: Rocky, what brings you here tonight?
2: Mr. Jerger, the post is wrong. What do you mean? Well, I'm wearing white pants with a red stripe.
1: It doesn't really matter, does it? I'm sure you're going to give us a great show. Try to get some rest, kid. Good night.
2: can't do it what I can't beat him
1: Apollo yeah I've been out there
2: walking around thinking I mean who am I kidding I ain't even in the guy's league what are we gonna do so hard yeah it don't matter because I was nobody before don't say that oh come on Adrian it's true I was nobody that don't matter either you know because I was thinking it really don't matter if I lose this fight it no don't matter if this guy opens my head either. that's all I want to do is go the distance. Nobody's ever gone the distance with Creed. And if I can go that distance, you see, and that bell rings and I'm still standing. I know for the first time in my life, you see, that I weren't just another bum from the neighborhood.
0: That same challenge goes out to each one of us launch out into the deep. It's that fear that keeps us from moving forward. But but something happened in Peter's mind that, that clicked. And you see that in a couple of words he uses. And one word is the word master. Look at verse number five. Master, we have toiled all night. The word master is, is a word of love and respect. And even though he doesn't really maybe agree with Jesus Christ, because he is the master, he'll do what his master said to do. Listen, perhaps you've tried doing things your own way and you failed again and again and again. I want to tell you, it's time to give the master a try. It's time to do it his way and obey him and listen to his words. And when your own knowledge fails you and your skills fail you and it lets you down, there is God's power of the master available to us to get the thing done. And then, then he says something else. He says, nevertheless, at your word, at your word. The word word there means rhema. It's the word rhema in the Greek language, and it means a fresh powerful anointed word of god for a specific challenge or obstacle isn't that good a fresh word for a challenge or obstacle that is before you you see the, the tragedy of so many people is they give up one cast too soon they've done it again and again and again and finally they give up and they quit throwing the net out and they quit trying and they, and they stop one cast too soon Listen, launching out into deep water seems scary. It is uh, is less familiar. But I want to tell you, in the deep waters where the blessings of God can be found, we'll launch out into the deep. It was a clear day, and they went on out, and everybody could see them from the shore because it wasn't too far out in the Sea of Galilee before you finally hit deep water. And I can see him throw that net in the water, and Simon feels a tug, and all of a sudden those fish start hitting that net. And he says, come on, guys, help me. He's almost pulled over into the water. The other boat comes along beside. They're, they're doing all they can, and they catch the largest catch of fish that day, two boatloads full of fish launch out into a deeper commitment look at verse number eight he gets back on shore and when simon peter saw it, he fell down at jesus knees saying depart from me for i am a sinful man O lord i believe god wants us to launch into a deeper level of intimacy with god i believe every one of us here today need to launch into new levels of intimacy with the lord and peter falls down at the feet of jesus christ and he says depart from me get out of here now that that sounds like a very unusual request for him to make asking jesus christ to leave but but you get a sense he is gripped by his own sinfulness and his own wickedness and he's standing face to face with power and glory and all he can do is fall down on his face and say get out of here i am unworthy And it reminds us of Isaiah, who the Bible says that he saw the Lord uh, seated upon his throne, uh, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And when he describes that scene of seeing the glory of God, he says, woe is me, I am undone. You think of Job when he witnessed the glory of God says I've heard of you by the hearing of the ear but now my eye sees you therefore I abhor myself and I repent in dust and ashes Uh, and you think of John in Revelation 1 and 17 uh, and when I saw him I fell at his feet as dead Uh, you see the closer we get to God uh, the more we become aware of our own sinfulness uh, our own inadequacy our own weakness uh, and all we can do is throw ourselves upon the mercy of the Lord uh, and fall down before him uh, and declare he is lord Uh, i need your grace i can't make it without you Uh, one moment one instant in time uh, i need you god Uh, i am sinful i am undone Uh, i am wicked Uh, and so i simply throw myself at your feet and the closer you get to the lord the more you become aware and conscious of our own inadequacy, but His power and His greatness and His grace and His glory. And God keeps calling us to go deeper and deeper in our relationship with Him. The third thing, though, is I believe we need to launch out into a greater mission. A greater mission. Look at verse number 10. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. You know, the the greatest miracle was not so much the catch of fish, but the fact that Jesus had now captured Peter's heart and was ready to launch him out into a far greater mission and ministry. The word catch is the word zugrio. Zugrio. And it means to capture alive. It it was used for capturing animals for the circus or capturing animals for the zoo. Now, Now, at church... We have two kinds of people. We have people who like to go to the zoo and watch the animals. And then we got people who like to go out and catch the animals and bring them into the zoo. Are you going to be a catcher of men or are you going to be a watcher of men? Zoigro. It was not God's intention that church ever become a spectator sport. God's intention is every one of us be involved in in making disciples uh, and catching them alive uh, and loving them uh, and watching them grow in the kingdom of God. That's his intention for us. And he calls us to a deeper, greater purpose. Uh, And he starts out by saying, Peter, don't be afraid. Uh, Don't be afraid. Uh, You can do this. Uh, And Peter turns his life turns his back on the biggest catch of his life. He's got more fish in that one haul that he had caught in a long, long time. And he turns his back on the greatest catch of fish ever. And the Bible says, and he left everything and he followed him. Now, I believe that the Lord wants every one of us at faith assembly to launch out into the deep. to, To... make a deeper commitment of our lives because he is our Lord and he is our master and he does give us his word and to launch into a deeper level of intimacy and and relationship with the Lord. Every one of us, I think, me especially, can go deeper with the Lord Jesus Christ and my relationship with him. But he also calls all of us to a deeper mission. He says, I want you to be a fisher of men. I want you from now on to catch men. Now, how do we do that? How do we... Find that greater cause, that greater mission, that greater calling. How do we launch out into the deep? I want to give you three things very quickly. Number one, first of all, every one of us need to give ourselves to fervent prayer. To fervent prayer. We often forget that the most powerful weapon in our arsenal is prayer. And yet so often we do so little of that or or we grow disheartened or, or we give up on our miracle or we say, I've prayed about this situation Too many times, uh, I'm going to quit praying about that from now on, uh, but I want to tell you, as we pray for the lost and we pray for souls uh, and we pray for our friends, uh, as we begin to earnestly seek God in prayer, there will never, ever be a shortage of fish to catch. Prayer is what opens up their heart and releases them and allows those circumstances to come into their life. Uh, There is nothing impossible with God, and so we pray for the lost, and we pray for God to move, and we pray for revival, and we pray for souls. Uh, And I want to tell you, if you're going to go deeper with Christ, it's going to start out with prayer. The second thing I believe that we need to do is to give ourselves and our resources for the Lord's service. Give ourselves and our resources for the Lord's service. A a rich young ruler was confronted with this dilemma about following the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, God, I'm, I'm ready to follow you. And so Jesus says, you know what? If you'll give all you have away, if you'll sell what you got and give the money to the poor, then you can come and follow me. But he wasn't willing to commit his resources to follow Christ. So the Bible says he went away sorrowful. Listen, All we have, and all we are, and all we ever hope to become, we give it to God. We say, God, I am yours. You have saved me and bought me and redeemed me with your blood. Therefore, I give myself back to you and all that I have and all that I am. It's yours, God. I present myself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And then we give our, what little bit we do have, and we give it all to God. And He is a way of taking our gifts and turning them into miracles. And just like Peter says, okay, I'll give you my net. I'll throw it in one more time. And he comes up with a great haul of fish. Or just like the little boy who walks up with five loaves and a couple of fish. And he multiplies it when it's given over to the Lord Jesus Christ. God will take whatever you have and he'll use it. And he'll multiply it in a greater way than you could have ever dreamed or imagined. It's exciting. That simple act of faith then becomes the basis for God's incredible miracles. The third thing is we've got to live out our faith. We all talk a good talk. Man, we are great talkers. We, we talk about how mighty we are and all we do. But it's not enough to say, you know what? I know that lake has a lot of fish in it. I know there's a ton of fish out there. And we talk about how many fish are in the lake, but how much have we thrown our nets? It's like I caught one that was this big, you know, and and by the time you get back, that little fish you caught became a huge monster and a whale. I mean, the stories are always bigger than the actual catch. And we talk a great game in church about how spiritual we are and how holy we are and and how wonderful church is and wonderful everything else is around us, but are we throwing out the nets? We've got to add action to our faith. Faith without works is dead there was a new convert who decided he was going to test the effectiveness of prayer he believed he should pray and that's what he was told to do so he said i'm going to try this i'm going to start praying and he one day he had passed by and saw a little girl without shoes i'll tell you what i'll make that a matter of prayer so he got on his knees and he prayed oh god i know you're the provider give this girl a pair of shoes And he did that for about three days in a row. And he drove by and he saw the same girl out there without shoes on her feet. And finally he knelt down and prayed and says, God, I'm going to give you one more day. If you don't give that little girl some new shoes by tomorrow, I'm going down to the store and buying them myself. And I think that's what we do. We we we, uh, we 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 talk the good talk, and we may even pray about certain things. Uh, but there comes a time when God calls us to get out and do it ourselves, and throw in the net, and obey Him, and follow Him, and buy the shoes. Faith must be put into action. Now, when I when I talk about this whole thought of launching out into the deep, and this spur this uh, encouragement to become a fisher of men uh, god may not be calling you to be a pastor or a missionary or or go on to the evangelistic field i am not saying today that you are to quit your job but i will tell you probably the best place right now for you to start catching fish is at your job you don't have to quit where you're working just start throwing out the net that's where the fish are but God is calling every one of us to walk according to his priorities. And his priorities are not that you make a living and earn a lot and take care of your family. His priorities is, is that wherever God places you, you use that as a platform for net casting. Cast out the net wherever you may be. And if you can't pilot the ship, maybe you can get ready meals ready for the crew or maybe you can mend the nets or clean the nets. But everybody has a task and a place in God's kingdom. He will help us if we make ourselves available to him. Now this morning, I, I hope God's really speaking to your heart big time right now, today, in this service. I hope he's stirring you up this morning because he wants a larger destiny for you and he's calling you to become a fisher of men and we have tremendous opportunities all around us now god has been calling faith assembly of god to launch out into the deep i would have never dreamed that three months ago when my district superintendent came up to me and said we have a church on remount road that we'd be ready to take that step and launch out into the deep. And I began to make my excuses. And I said, you know what? We don't have enough workers. We just sent them all to the north campus. And we don't have enough money. And that's a tough area. That's a burned out area. It it once was the thriving part of North Charleston. And now it's become the area where the prostitutes walk up and down the street. And the poverty has come in. uh, And and the problems are all around. uh, and, and, And we might think that's a very tough area. But the Lord kept saying in my heart, launch out into the deep. Move out in the deep, get out of Somerville, get out of where you're safe, get out of the comfort of your own four walls where you're feeling good, where we talk a lot about great fishing and great caring and how wonderful we are. And God says, launch out into the deep. Because it's out in the deep you have the greatest potential for the greatest haul of fish. And so we're moving out of the deep darkness of Remount Road, North Charleston. And we're moving out into the area where there is poverty and we're moving out in the area where there's prostitution uh, and we're moving out in the area where there's addictions uh, and alcoholism uh, and we're moving to the area where there are single parents uh, raising children on the streets uh, and we're moving out in the area where there's homelessness all around and we're moving out into the area where there are hurting people and we're moving out in the area where there's lostness. But I want to tell you, as we launch out into the deep, there can be the greatest catch of men and women and teenagers and boys and girls and lives transformed by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when the boat arrived back on shore, the Bible says Peter left everything, left it all to follow Jesus. And Jesus calls us, To leave our old walk of life, to leave our old ideas behind, uh, to even leave our treasured possessions behind uh, in exchange for a new, exciting uh, life of being a fisher of men. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ today, he can capture your heart just like he did for Peter. He can give you a purpose. He can give you a reason. He can give you meaning this morning. He can save you and transform you today. Thanks for listening. For more, check out faithishere.org.